And we're off. This is episode 75 of TNC The Premix. I'll be your host, one of your hosts, T. And this is the other host, C. And we're about to take you on a wild ride, a wild sensual ride. If you listen to this with kids in the car, put a movie on, because we're about to get physical. Cody, tell them about our sexy ads. Uh, episode 75 is brought to you by our good friends at Waterfront Docking LLC, as well as waterfrontindustries.com. Uh, Sounds as we mentioned, wet. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned last cast, it's past Labor Day, which means it's getting colder. Which can't usually we, marks can't wear white. That some yeah, typically I don't. I mean, white's bad. I'm, black's more slimming. <laughs> no, no horizontal stripes. No white for me. Um, Year round. But Labor Day marks for the. Uh, I guess anybody that lives on the water, you kind of know that. After Labor Day, you start getting into that territory where you got to start thinking about getting your dock and your boat lift and your jet ski lift back out of the water. If you are, you should reach out to Jim and the team at Waterfront Docking LLC for any of those needs. And also, uh, if you own a boat lift, once you get that bad boy out of the water, um, and if you haven't already, you should talk to Jim and the team about slapping some lift skis on the bottom of that boat lift. Um, what, what they are is a product that attaches to the bottom of the boat lift and then makes it a very easy two-person job to move it in virtually any direction over any surface. So if you get that out of the water, slap some of those bad boys on, it's going to make it a very easy experience to to then move that wherever you need to after that. But then also next season, you go to put it in. And if, if you do it yourself, it's going to make it a lot easier for you. Um, but also make it a very easy job if you want to uh, have uh, Jim and the team at Waterfront Docking LLC do that for you as well. So I, I did the math earlier. Uh, if the Egyptians would have had lift skis, they would have built the pyramids two weeks. That's how that's how incredible they are. Yeah, it's a cool product. If you want to look at uh, checking out the lift skis, look at the pricing, um, just get some more information. They have a cool little video at waterfrontindustries.com. And for that and all of the other things, you can always reach out to Jim and the team at 605-270-9426. And, yeah, as I mentioned before, also the, the, the website, waterfrontindustries.com. Or check out their Facebook page, Waterfront Docking LLC. Uh, episode 75 is also brought to you by repsports.com. That is R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S.com. Um, we're big on the Raise Energy. Um, Hell yeah, They brother. have uh, Raise Energy in 16-ounce ready-to-drink cans. They also have it in a powdered form that you can mix with water or, I guess, whatever liquid you choose. Chocolate um, milk. Maybe you want to... Look, look into the chemistry behind some of those things so you don't uh, make an explosion. But um, do not mix with kerosene. Do not mix it with kerosene. You will go blind. Uh, uh, Rep Sports has sleep aids, uh, pre workouts, proteins, all sorts of supplements. Um, they also have some apparel, different things like that. But if you're interested in any of those things or the Raise Energy uh, also, you can check that out at repsports.com. That's, again, R-E-P-P-S-P-O-R-T-S.com. And if you use promo code PREMIX, P-R-E-M-I-X, at checkout, you can get 15% off. And with that, let's get into it.
How's it going, Chody? <laughs> Roasted you. Uh, I mean, it was going okay. But <laughs> how, Nailed it. How, how are you? Uh, I'm living. I'm surviving. Thriving. It's uh, It's finally starting to be... It's a little warm today, but it's starting to be big boy weather, which huge fan of. It's brisk in the morning. You go out, you're wearing a quarter zip. By noon, you're sweating your ass off. But... We're getting there. Oh, we're so close. Yeah, I can't wait till like a consistent like 45, 50, 55, that's, somewhere in that range. That's where, that's I, that's like where I do perfect, my best. Yeah, it's like the perfect hoodie. You can even maybe get away with tossing a vest over top of that hoodie. Just layer up. I got mm. my I got my Sherpa jean jacket ready for the fall. Ooh, I'm going to be serving looks. I I almost tried to force a vest situation, but it was like pe- it was peaking towards seventies. <laughs> yeah, you can't. That's just not. You, you can't, can't force. You can't force a vest. Was, I was like, it's fall. I can. I can do the vest, but no, I can't. Not. Not yet. I just. I just wanted it so bad. It's just too yeah. early. Don't. Yeah. You gotta. You can't. You can't force it. You gotta let it be natural. But ooh, that first day where that first like three days where it's like the high temp is sixty degrees. You start craving a little soup or some chili. You want the vest. A little thicker I, comforter. I would say most people, I don't know, pretty much anybody that I talk to, they will say that like fall or autumn is like their favorite season. It's definitely mine. But like, I guess some people like spring, some people like summer, but I'm definitely a, definitely a fall guy. I like summer for about two weeks. After about two weeks, I'm like, oh yeah, this is right. This is just it's hot all the time and bright. Nah, pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like, like, like summer. Uh, just chill outside and like go boating and like do stuff where I can catch tan, which is nice because I'm pretty pasty. So it's nice well, to absorb some sunlight and get some vitamin D. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're talking to a guy that sits in a tanning bed every morning for about four minutes. And, you know, the bald, beautiful bronze boy, I, f- I feel better. My skin looks better. Bad. Do you, do you got the, the donk where, where you get, like, the tan line and the crease between, like, your butt cheek and your hamstring? Goddamn right. I'm thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> uh, well, one of the first, probably about the second week I was doing it, because I like to get done working out, go in there. Look, about about four minutes is my max. One fateful Thursday, I went in there and I was like, "Fuck it, we're going ten minutes." At the time, I got out and I was like, Psh, "Nothing, I look great." About hour and a half later, I was at work and I was like, "God damn, my stomach itches," and I was mm. like, "Why?" And then I I lifted my shirt up, glowing red, and I was like, "Ooh, that ain't good." And so I went into the bathroom and I took my shirt off. Obviously, I'm at work. I could take my shirt off. And front front part of my body, glowing red. My back, glowing red. The strip from my armpit down to my uh, waist, milky white. I had a racing stripe. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think you stumbled upon some old 
photos of myself in uh, some compromising accessories and mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. wearing an Aeropostale uh, oh, polo yes. of some sort. Uh, Leather bracelet. Not real proud of it. But if you notice, I'm very, you very tan. You are tan. You are tan. I was, I was uh, perhaps too tan because uh, when I was in when I was going to tech school, I uh, got real deep into the tanning bed situation. But I also did the same thing. I remember going to work and I was itchy, like so it like itchy to the point where like I thought that. So am I am I having a rash right now? Y- yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. to the point where like. I don't know. I, I'd equate it to like the crazy dog in the cartoon that has fleas, and he's like <laughs> scratching himself and he's losing his mind. <laughs> that, like that's where I was. Like I was, I was like starting to fucking lose it. I was like, I can't fucking handle it anymore. I'm so fucking itchy. It's been eight minutes. You're just like, I can't do it. I hate skin. But yeah, I think tanning beds are probably terrible for you. But I feel like weirdly enough, uh, the synthetic form of sunlight or the uv light like laying in there it does make you feel makes you feel better better part of the reason i was doing it is because i don't probably spend enough time outside and i know you need sunlight so i'll just get sunlight at five in the morning from artificial sun the way god intended and i'm i'm not a doctor anymore i don't think that that's it's still probably good but i'm with you like it it still makes me i don't know like mentally feel better for some reason, even though I know potentially it's going to give me a melanoma in my diet, but I'll be looking tan as hell. I was going to say, good. I'm going to look great in that coffin. <laughs> Jim at tan laundry. Uh, I just to, uh, if for everyone else that heard last episode, uh, Garrett did reach out to me as I spoke to him through the podcast. He let me down. So shocker there. Garrett let me down. Classic. And he didn't even he didn't even apologize. He just was like, "Yep, it is what it is." I'm like, mm, of course, I checked out. Sorry, Garrett. Sorry for my friendship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might ooh. be act. I might actively be trying to bully him. <laughs> it's fair. He's got broad shoulders. He can handle. It. Actually, like Garrett is uh, is like uh, really getting into like working out again. Last time I uh, last time I talked to him. Yeah. Starting to get starting to get thick as hell. Yeah, well, big strong boy. Maybe if he decided ever ever embraced me and hung out when I was in his town, which is several hours away, maybe I'd see his thickness. But nope. Mm. I'll just send him a Snapchat. He won't look at for two and a half years. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, a little behind the scenes. I know. I think we teased it like early on that we were trying to get a like Dungeons and Dragons game going. So, I ended up finding a dungeon master at the uh, the establishment that you that you go to seek out dungeon masters in Sioux Falls, and that's that's Billy Frogs. So, I I found a man there <laughs> that was like mutual friends with some people that I like ran into, and uh, it, some people that it was a hell of a night. That robbed some people. Yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a night. But uh, shout out uh, shout out, we're just call him G. Because uh, I don't G know money. if he, I don't know if he prefers to to re- remain anonymous, uh, but I was talking to him, and I don't even know how it came up. I think he was wearing like a shirt, and I can't remember it what said, it had said, on it. It said "Orcs do it better." <laughs> <laughs> I I can't remember how we stumbled upon it, but 
he said I said something and then I was like, Hey, you wouldn't happen to to know any dungeon masters uh for for you know, like walking some uh some noobs through some D and D and he went I be a dungeon master <laughs> I imagine. Well actually he said that he's never I don't think he's never been a like uh, a master and put on games for people, but when we arrived at the after bar, he showed up with a trapper keeper <laughs> full <laughs> of notes and explained to me uh, various things about how we could go about doing it and like how he's developed a plot and a storyline for like his character. And I was like, dude, you, you've, you've made the sale. Qu- you, you don't have to quit <laughs> selling. Talk anymore. You got the we gig. go to wildly different different after bars. <laughs> also. This is going to make it sound even more nerdy, but uh, the guy who owned the house, he had like a really sweet chess board, and uh, I hadn't played chess in probably 12 years, and uh, he had like the clock for like competitive like time chess, and so like we sat down, and he's like, you want to play? And I was like, yeah, and like turns out like this guy is like actually like pretty good, and uh, but we didn't do the time thing because like there's no way in hell I could do that. Yeah. But uh, trapped him with my rook and my queen at the end. And, uh, oh! <laughs> checkmate, motherfucker. <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> Getting beat by a rook. Ooh. Ooh, that's Ooh. tough. Ooh, I think he I... was um, he was, he was was talking it up too pretty good. And then he wanted a rematch afterward, but it was literally four in the morning. I was like, my wife is already going to kill me. I have to go. He's like, no, seriously, just one more time. I was like, mm, no. I was like, plus, I mean... I, yeah, I already out. won. I already won. <laughs> yeah, I got to bow out on top, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. I believe the next morning, Cody in the group message tried to order about 20 Casey's breakfast pizzas because he was down bad. Oh, man. Oh. Just, just down so bad. Yeah. Lily was uh, very pissed. So I had to like, get up. Like I slept for... Well, as soon as I got home... uh. I think I might have slept for 45 minutes, and uh, my middle child woke up, coincidentally, uh, at, like, fucking 5.30 in the morning. So, it was a rough day. It was, no, uh, it was I a simply rough... wouldn't do it. But I made it through. I don't know how. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I mean... Weird how things like that work out, but yeah, ended up uh, finding ourselves a dungeon master. I think he's in. We just need to schedule something. So, look and forward to that. I think we'll bring in some uh, some players into the fold, as you will, to join our journey. I, I'm thinking. Uh, I think uh, T. Freet is one of them that's already committed, and Pro- Professor Buttonholes potentially. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can get some uh, get some guys in. To, Cody to go, also. Go through. Cody tossed me in a group message with it was me, Cody, and G just tossed me into this group message. He was like, Hey, let's get something set up. I was at a bar and I was just like, Time to dance. <laughs> I just I just fully, figured fully not talking to people who are right next to me, being like, How do I get good before we play? Also uh, so I'm gonna try so uh, talking, talking to Captain Bard. I think we can move into the studio. Uh, like I'm tentatively planning, uh, like first or second week of October, maybe. So yeah. like we p- could potentially do like a live deal, but we can obviously we can just record like normal. But he'll give us some options. I don't know if he he wants to like record in person, and we have to figure out all the logistics. Blah blah blah. But 
when we play, I'm bringing a personal 12-pack of Mountain Dew Code Red, and I'm just gassing them the entire time. I'm going to throw up, but it's going to be totally worth it. So, yeah. Well, I know that we teased that before, but we actually have a path now. Dungeon. Path to our journey. <laughs> I will be the greatest knight named Kanye West. I'm thinking but, I want to be like a thief. Yeah, I've done some. I played some Final Fantasy back in the day. I don't know about stuff. I didn't. I didn't because I was too busy outside being cool as hell. Yeah. Okay. I I don't want to put labels on it, but I'm definitely a jock and not a nerd. Like you. I try to make that argument, but I did <laughs> brag about winning a chess match after finding a dungeon master at an after bar so I found a dungeon master we were at an after bar played some chess it's like what'd you do with Tyler what'd you do at the after bar it's like I blacked out puked on my shoes uh, tried kissing a girl who didn't like me you know normal stuff but speaking of uh, being rude to women and uh, menace mm. to society this is gonna this is gonna shock you guys I hope you're sitting down for this. John Bones Jones has been arrested again. Mark that on your bingo cards. Though nature is healing. Yeah. I I I talked to uh uh a few few guys in, in our one of my group chats um about it and I like brought it up. I was like, Has anybody heard that? And they're like, No, but it's not surprising. Yeah. It's like it's... yeah. But I guess for anybody that doesn't know uh, so John Jones got inducted into the uh, UFC Hall of Fame the same night in Vegas. I believe he was at Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace. Um, I I don't know like chronologically, but essentially at like one a.m. he came back to his room where his longtime tenure fiance uh, fiance of ten years. Yeah, and so they're not and, married. And, like and girlfriend, three fiance. Children. They're three children. Yeah, so he like came in and he's like, "Hey, I need ten grand. I'm going out with the boys. Going to the strip um, club. At that, yeah, he's going. Yeah, I'm going to the club. Need ten grand. He left, and I guess he came back and he was angry. Um, I guess that I well, I think, but maybe I don't know how how it went down, but I think then he he came back at like five a.m. Some stuff happened. Uh, they went down to the front desk, asked for another key. Essentially, the fiance, trying to the like, fiance did, yeah, with one with with one of the kids, I believe, yeah, and they asked for another key, essentially, like so that John's key wouldn't work to get back into the room to to essentially lock him out, and uh, I guess the kid when they went down there, Which, um, when the girlfriend oh, asked for a key, he said, can you call can you call the cops? Yeah, but the kid asked the little the cops, kid like, asked to call the cops. Yeah, if John so I, if John Jones came to that door and his key didn't work. R.I.P. That fucking door. Yeah, which is which is terrifying, scary, and sad and bad. It's just a fucking terrible situation. But I guess so. The cops showed up. Um, they noticed that there was like dried blood on his girlfriend's nose. Her lip was cracked and and swollen. And they asked her like, "Was did he get physical with you, or you know, did he did he hit you?" And she's like, "No." Well, maybe yeah, a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, that was that was the quote that started off to me. He's like, "Yeah, a little." And then they they said there was like blood, like on her shirt, blood on the on the bed. Um, 
so yeah, I guess, I guess essentially he like came in, like got physical with her, like roughed her up and then like left. And then they like, so then they go to find John Jones. I guess they looked on like the cameras to figure out like what door he went out and like went and found him. And then I guess when they grabbed him, he was like, I don't know how the fuck you guys can do this to me. I, this is the greatest night of my life. I just got inducted into the hall of fame. Like, how dare you? And then uh, I guess he he said something to the effect of, "I wonder how many of you it would take to to like bring me down. Like, I wonder if you guys all came at me at the same time if I could beat all of you." The answer is yes, he could. Uh, so. He also headbutted a cop car, causing a large dent and chipping paint off the cop car. Terrifying. That's an alpha predator. He also then told the police. That he could escape from the handcuffs, and the cops were, and then he fake give, did like the fake run, you know, like the the quick step. The cops were like, "We will fucking tase you! Like we are fully ready to tase you." And yeah, not great for the old Bones Jones, which makes I me mean, sad. Like I never made excuses necessarily for any of the other shit that he got in trouble for, like. I know, just loosey-goosey, can in a bottle of uh, tequila and shooting off guns in the car and Threatening know, stuff like that. Threatening homeless people. Funny he, pranks. Yeah. Like, I never made excuses for that necessarily, but I might have, like, oh. subconsciously, like, downplayed it just because, like, I wanted John Jones to, like, figure it the fuck out. I wanted yeah. him to get better. I wanted him to come back. I wanted him back in the, in the, in the octagon again, you know, because, like, he's, you know, Probably arguably, the greatest of all time. Yeah. And I, I think... You know, you can make that argument, you know, with the Anderson Silvas and the, uh, like, Tyler, Habib. You Tyler know, like, Johnson's beat BJ right, Penn. <laughs> uh, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen any fucking time soon because all that stuff together. And then they're saying that, um, I don't know how it works. I, I, I thought about it like, like grand theft. Like, if you steal enough shit that's worth over a grand then it could be like a felony rather than just like a misdemeanor. So I think like damaged property, if it's more than a thousand dollars could potentially be a felony as well. So on top of the domestic abuse and the felony shit of like damaging police property. Um, yeah, it might not be good. So I just, the, the quote where he was just like, I wonder how many of you I could take down. Like, can you imagine like you're a cop in Vegas, you've seen some shit. You've dealt with the drunks. You've dealt with everything. Probably, arguably, the greatest UFC fighter of all time. And he's 260 pounds now. Just being like, I wonder. I would have shot him. I would have been like, nope. None for you. Yeah. I mean, you think about, like, you know, you've seen the guy at the bar that starts getting a little aggressive when he's been drinking. But, you know, he might have just, like, played football and thinks he's tough like he's not a fucking trained weapon of murder um yeah that would be fucking terrifying like people like if he can't control himself and he's like you know a trained fucking fighter maybe he should not be drinking and using drugs to excess so yesterday uh john jones put on his instagram there's a picture of him you know a video of him lifting weights just benching like 315 pounds against nothing. And he's like, I'm done with alcohol. I'm leaving it in my past. I've had too much trauma. And it's like, 
Mm. And then Dana White came out and he's like, yeah, about 10 years too late, dick. <laughs> yeah. A little ironic that he used the term trauma for how it affected him. Uh, that was the breakdown I saw where they're like, wow, he's such a narcissist. He's only talking about the trauma that it's brought to him. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Ten, you know, a fiance of ten years, slapping her around. Like, come on, bro. If even the kids are asking for the security to call the cops, it's probably not the first time. Yeah, bad news. They, pro- they knew enough when he left that he they wanted to lock the doors before he came back because they knew enough to know. Yeah, it's just that's yeah, a le- that's a legit like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Like, here's Johnny, because that's what it would have been. He would have axe kicked through that door. Yeah, it's it's bad. I I mean, I I guess I didn't see that of him like lifting weights right after that. But yeah, that's kind of like the feel the room. Like obviously, like because a lot of the articles that I read too were were talking about how you know he was like a narcissist. You know, like completely consumed with himself and like just fucking nuts. Same, same for me. Yeah, I mean it. It doesn't get any clearer than that. And as much as prior to all this, how much I wanted to see him come back and potentially fight Nganu and, you know. Ngana, Nagana. I believe, yeah, I believe you pronounce it Nagano. Um I don't think that's going to happen. No, um, I don't think he's going to fight again. Yeah, I don't even think. Um, Which, because, because Dana White and him were already not on the greatest of terms prior to this and then all the you know the the morally the ethically correct thing to do would be to just completely blackball him and uh, you know shred the contract and you know just completely be done with him so i don't know unless unless he can get his uh fiance to stand by him and he has a real rehabilitation period and he comes back and maybe he's in the octagon with an ankle monitor on um (laughs) aside from that i I don't think he should like fool me once. You know? Shame I on mean, shame on you. Fool me fool, 118 fool, times. Take it fool me again. Fool me. <laughs> don't be fooling me. We got a saying down in Texas. Maybe you have it other places too. Quote GW. GW. <laughs> G-dubs. But um, uh, let's, let's do something a little lighter. This is a comedy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got some bad news. For all my Skeddy and Butter friends out there, Honey Boo Boo is officially off the market. She went public with her boyfriend. Honey Boo Boo is 16 years old if you want to feel 10,000 years old. Isn't her boyfriend like 30? Yeah, yeah, it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. I didn't see the picture. I just read the article. Because obviously... But yeah, well, it's, it's if you read the, the article... I think the article says something like, don't call me Honey Boo Boo, and then you just said Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, I'm, trust me, if I would have said her real name, people would have been like, who the fuck are they talking about? It's Honey well, Boo Boo. Welcome, welcome to the fucking show, sweetie. What, what is her actual name? Did you I have, have that? No, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, Boo Boo Honey? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mama, I just remember Mama that. June that was, too. That was a... So the spin-off of like Honey Boo Boo came off of like Toddlers and Tiaras, right? Where yes. 
her mom gave her the go juice, which was a mix of Mountain Dew and Red Bull, <laughs> and let her drink it out of a bottle before she did like yes. her pageant competitions. That is how you win. That's the equivalent of giving cocaine to a racehorse. Uh, Honey Boo Boo's yeah. real name is Alana Thompson. Alana. Alana. So for any of our any of our listeners who are thinking about naming their child, maybe cross Alana off the list. Didn't she maybe cross Honey Boo Boo too, just in case you were, <laughs> just, you were thinking yeah, that. Just oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, did she go like she only like full goth, right? Like she's I, like looking pretty goth. There was definitely I think she's I think they're called E teens nowadays. I would have to bring in Stone Cold JJ to uh break down. There's a lot of dynamics, man. There's TikTok and the the vapes, <laughs> e teens, e teens. They're not uh, goth or emo or whatever. no, because they're more online now. I don't know, man. It's weird. Hmm. We'll have we'll have to bring in our youth correspondent, Jackery. <laughs> Should have. Should we phone him in right now? Yeah. There is no way he's answering my phone call. <laughs> Eight thirty <8:30 laughs> at night. He does not speak to me past then. Oh man. Um, but, yeah, I, I just that was something I saw scrolling at work today, and I was like, "That seems culturally significant." I know it's gonna upset. I know it's gonna upset Trevor because he loves Skeddy and butter. <laughs> Dude, I I might drink a go juice before we record next time, and just to be just like, get in, just to see what I'm feeling, <laughs> just get in the spirit. I mean, Mama June came up with it, so. You know, oh. it's got, it's got, it definitely works. I think she, even being, I would, you know, slightly larger than the other ga- little gals in the competition, I think she still won a, a decent amount. Listen, I feel like part of that was, uh, people trying to not, the judges trying to not get canceled and say like, <laughs> Hey, you don't have to be as. I mean, first of all, no, look. Let's just look, let's just look, say we didn't pick the hot six-year-old. We picked the ugly six-year-old. I was I was gonna say first of all, the whole fucking situation of like little like little girls in these pageants where they dress them up and and put makeup on them so they look like like wim, like little women. It's pretty f- fucked up in the first place, right? So. That is, uh-huh. that is literally, it's like, so you picked the bigger six-year-old. It's like, yeah, the other ones are way too skinny. I'm like, what? Like, no, you're a, a full-grown man. You have a mortgage. Go home. Quit being weird. Yeah. I, yeah, I just um, never really understood that. Yeah. Because obviously, a- like, okay, there could be, like, a little girl out there that, like, saw the pageants and was like, I want to do that. And then, like, so, like, you support your child to, like, do something. But I think there's definitely a lot of, like, crazy fucking mothers out there that just, like... Yeah, pageant moms. Their, yeah. I mean... Mama June, yeah. Mama June. Do, I mean, do we need to forget about... There's... People only talk about little girls' pageants because of John Bonet Ramsey, who was a child beauty queen that got murdered, and Honey Boo Boo. That's not what you want connecting the dots. Because every normal person in the world is just like, that's fucking weird. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's very fucked up. Very fucked up. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for Alana. 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 We'll call. We'll call her Alana. We respect it. But yeah, I. Goddamn, that is weird. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, spousal abuse, and child molestation off the books today. Where are we going next? Um, Th- this is uh, just something I want to talk about quick. Um, did you guys play mat ball growing up, like in like gym class? Mat ball. Yeah. You'll have to. Uh, so it's have like to explain. So it's like kickball, but instead of you have like you have four bases and they're literally like the gym mats. You put them on the ground. There's four of them. You can basically run at any time. It's it's I don't know. We always called it mat ball. The only reason I ask is because I saw on Twitter that like uh, one of the barstool guys who's much older than us was like, oh yeah, we played mat ball in gym class. And other people were like, oh, we called it this. We called it that. I don't, I always kind of thought mat ball was a Madison thing, but apparently it's worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Mm. Mr. 305. <laughs> um, we didn't, we didn't play mat ball. No, but we did play a fucking, we played two sick games. One of them was pins, where you oh. had like bowling pins. Yep, we played and that. Then, um, that fucking. You rules. essentially, you essentially split the gym at the half court line because we played it on a uh, on basketball court, and then you like placed like four pins on like the, I think it was like four or maybe it was more, Five, but they, you yeah. did like opposite, and then you tried to like hit it. So it was like, a combination it. of like dodgeball, and but as soon as you knocked over the other team's pins, then you won. But if you got hit by a ball by the other team, then you were out. But if you caught the ball, they were out. That sort of thing. Yeah. Dodgeball, then, dodgeball with accuracy. Yeah, fun we game. Did, we did play that. That game ruled. What's the second one? I'm curious. We played flags. Was another <laughs> game. So we had like these. We had like these scarves that were like, I want to say they were like, two, like a foot by a foot or two feet by two feet square uh, flags. It looked like, it was like th- almost like, tool material. But it was like all right, all right, uh, better mesh or whatever. But they were essentially like little scarves, like little whatever. But we call it flags. And the same thing, like we'd space them out on the like the teams would start opposite, and you were on you, you each had your own side, and it was split at half court, and then you'd have four flags sit over there, and so you would have to run across the line and try to grab one of the flags Ooh. and make it back to the other side of the line. But if you got touched by an opponent whilst you were on their side then you were out of the game so you try to like run over there grab one so a little bit of essentially capture the flag capture the flag with dodgeball with a little yeah with a little twist but there was like multiple flags and stuff like that but that was also a very fun game yeah that first of all we we actually did we actually did play capture the flag outside a couple times so like a gym class with like 60 kids in it in middle school playing capture the flag i remember it being like world war ii storming the beaches probably wasn't that serious but i remember like this like leave it on the line <laughs> just doing brave hard speeches if, but, if you can think about kids getting borderline tackled on like the hardwood like, yeah, basketball oh, court just covered a in, little covered in burns yeah just you had to um had to make sure you had your uh, non-marking soles on so you didn't make a bunch of black marks across it yeah it was lit we, uh, because we played a version of mat ball that was called killer ball, where it was mat, normal mat ball, but then they had the, the little hard rubber ball, like kind of that had a little bit of give to it. And that person would have to stand in the middle of the gym 
like in like the center court for basketball, and they couldn't leave there, but they could just fucking huck that thing at anyone. <laughs> the more and more I look back on it, the more and more it was definitely probably wrong, but it was <laughs> awesome at the time. But yeah, I just it it was crazy seeing Matt Ball because I just assumed that was something just we did, but then it turns out, I mean that's that's New York. They played Matt Ball. So, I don't know. kind of blew my little brain. Huh. Maybe we should start a mat ball league. I'm fucking totally in. So, is it like... So, is it kickball with the mats? Yeah. So, instead of bases, you have four mats. And if you're... And how big are the mats? Like, I four foot by six foot. You know, oh. like, like, the mats that used to have, like, Velcroed to, like, behind the basketball hoop, you would just pull those down and set them up. And if you're if you're on the so you can run at any time, if you're on the mat you're safe. But if you're running, you're fucking you're free range. You get smashed by a ball. Mm. A lot of saw a lot of injuries. <laughs> saw, lost a lot of good men out there. You could really like make some dives oh, for yeah. the base and stuff. It See, could get a little wild. I'm not a, I'm not a speedster, but I will put my body on the line. I will dive. I will. Duck, dodge, dive, dip to get myself to that fucking mat. Well, you got length, too. So, like, <laughs> if you're, like, halfway, you can try to, like, yeah, lay reaching. out. I'm reaching already. <laughs> yeah, got length. Got a lot of girth, too, though. So, <laughs> there's a... Butter, buttery hips. <laughs> I am smooth with it. But, yeah, I, that just... I wanted to get that out there because I kind of blew my mind. Um... I have a uh, a segment that I wanted to introduce. It's called "I'm Sorry." Um, so I was gonna I was gonna have you prepare something, but I forgot to tell you. So I'm just gonna give you time to think of your "I'm Sorry" need, while I'm doing I don't, my "I don't I'm need sorry. any time." I'll go off the cuff. Um. So I'm a. The segment's called "I'm Sorry." So anything that I say after this, you can't be upset about because I'm I'm preempt. I'm already apologizing. You're already, you're already for sorry it. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already I said, sorry. I said no disrespect. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <sighs> so, have you seen? Um, I think it really spiked during COVID, but, um, for the purposes of this, I'm sorry specifically. Um. It's women, ladies, um, that are fitness coaches that might not be as fit <laughs> as they should be. Again, I can't get in trouble for saying You already this said I'm sorry. Because I said I'm sorry. Okay, so here's the deal. Like, you can be a life coach and inspire people, and you can want to get fit, and you can go on this journey with them and you know inspire other people to try to get fit too but if you if you're trying to like lead workouts and give out diet plans maybe you should be seeing some results yourself beforehand um so i'm sorry that i hate chubby girl fitness instructors but you can't get mad at me for saying that can't get, you can't can't get, get mad. mad. I said I'm sorry mad. prior to that. You cannot get mad. I wish you would have told me to prepare something. 
because I would have probably said that almost identical thing because that situations came up recently where I had to politely I kept blowing off these these meetings that I was supposed to have at the gym because in my head I knew more than her. So and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, you're sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. See, you can't see now. Everybody, just calm down. We said we sorry. said we were sorry. So no. you can't you can't get mad about that. Right? Yeah. Listen, we said we're sorry. If you came to me for uh, workout advice and financial advice, you would know that I don't know anything. So I would be in that same scenario. 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 Mm-hmm. Nailed it. But I don't put myself out there like that. <laughs> and and I will also say, um, for any anybody that knows me, like I'm not the poster child of fitness, but I'm also not leading workouts and, and printing out diet plans for people. I have one. I have an I'm sorry. Okay. Right here. Okay. You have to start it with you're sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, but there is 11 different National Sons and Daughters Day a year. (laughs) Quit posting your fucking kids every goddamn three days and saying National Sons Day, National Daughters Day. I'm sorry. I don't care. There's too many of them. I love I love that you love your children. Post them whenever you want. Quit hiding behind some sort of national day. There's no official National Sons or Daughters Day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you know that's like a it's like a chain letter mentality. Like the first person does it and they're like, "Well, if I if I don't do it, then people are going to think I don't love my kids." But kids. So then then you get all of the middle-aged uh, housewives of Facebook that are out there posting pictures of their sons and daughters. I will say, I did not post uh, any photos of my sons. So, are you sorry for not loving them? Maybe I'm a bad father. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I, maybe I'm a terrible father because I, I didn't go out of my way to post pictures of my children that aren't old enough to comprehend Facebook. So they wouldn't understand that I love them and appreciate them. I are, but the rest I, of the world would. I called my parents yesterday. They don't have Facebook, but I called them and said, what the fuck? No post? Do you guys even love me? <laughs> and they're like, who is this? <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, the call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't care. If you want to post your kids, that's totally fine. Got no problem with it. That's what social media is for. Don't hide behind it. Because like you said, it's a chain letter mentality. And what set me off was that bothered me. But today, this this morning, September 29th, I'm pretty sure Big Cat from Barstool fucking actually started National Coffee Day. Because he tweets about coffee in the morning and he said, hashtag National Coffee Day. And then I saw a shitload of people being like, I couldn't get by without my coffee, National Coffee Day. I don't know if he actually did, but that's what I firmly believe. So I'm sorry. I, I witnessed it. It bothers me. Yeah. I I prepared a few more I'm sorry's, but I think we might make this a, a recurring <laughs> uh, segment. So this. I'm going to save them. Also, I don't want to pile on too many of the I'm sorry's and uh, get too many people angry at us. But again, we said we were sorry. We said we're sorry. So we're sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry. So. You're sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry. Also, we should come up with a jingle for it. So, I'll take the low part. 
No, I'll take the high part. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hurt myself today. <laughs> All right, we're just going to clip that. That was great. That was amazing. We're sorry for doing that, too. We're sorry. We're so- sorry we didn't prepare more. Oh, uh, shit. That's good. Um, this isn't... Uh, this isn't an I'm sorry, but I wrote this down also. Um, and maybe it's just like, maybe it's like a Midwestern nice thing and like just like trying to like not hurt anybody's feelings and just, I don't know, just feeling uncomfortable about weird things. But Comedy Central roasts just make me uncomfortable. Like when they go at people, like I, I caught, I went down a rabbit hole and I saw like, uh, I can't remember who it was for. But it was, uh, the the video was centering on Pete Davidson. It's Pete, it's Pete Davidson's roasting Justin Bieber. I know exactly what video you're talking about. I find roasts hilarious. For those that don't know, I'm going to steal your thunder for a second. Pete Davidson's father died in 9-11. Pete Davidson was mostly roasting himself. Uh, one of the jokes he said was, uh, Flavor Flav is here. I haven't seen a corpse that burnt out in black since my father. <laughs> Which is incredible. Yeah, I, there, I love roasts. There was just like a whole... Um, the, the one video that I saw was like all the guests like roasted Pete Davidson, but every one of them went back to how his father <laughs> died in 9-11. But... I didn't realize that, that, like, in a lot of Pete's stand-up, like, he makes fun of him. Like, it's obviously, like, a big part of his life that I think at one point in time, you know, it was obviously really hard. Um, but then he, he talks about it in his, like, stand-up, like, a lot, I guess. Yeah, I think he's, so, using, his, he's using humor to keep himself from feeling sad, which is what all comedians do. He's just really, really good, and it makes people visibly uncomfortable. Like... Yeah, like the like the roast. It's like I don't know when they do the roast, and like some of them are like good jokes, and then some of them are just like really really mean. And then the camera pans to whoever's getting roast, and they're just like, (laughs) (laughs) and they just like, yeah, it's like I I I love uncomfortable. I love roasts. They're so funny. Uh, When we get eventually bought out by a mega corporation, become superstars, for my birthday we will be having a roast of Tyler Johnson. I thought that was kind of pretty much the show. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm going to get up and just eight mile everyone. <laughs> I I am bald. I am fucking dumb. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. But, all right, what's... Speaking of roasting each other, we frequently get roasted in a group chat. For being Dallas Cowboy homers <clears throat> and and being terrible at fucking picking winners. I have in my hand a list of last week's games, of week three's games. And I went through it, I listened to the tape, and I have both the winners for us. Do you want to know your record from week three, Cody? Wait one second. Cody, week three, your terrible picks went thirteen and three. Mm, that's let's inc- fucking go. That's an incredible record. 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Stop you. your silly. Thank you. Oh, just, oh, just knock it off. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. The losers you picked, you had Packers versus 49ers. You took the 49ers. All right. Almost had them. Uh, another loss, your second loss, Falcons versus Giants. You picked the Giants. Mm. And let me find the other one. Uh, and then Chargers versus Chiefs. We both got this one wrong. We picked the uh, Chiefs. Although, if you go back and listen to the tape, I actually say out loud, I want to take the Chargers, but I know the Chiefs are going to win. So I was there. I was on the path, but I, I, my dumb brain overthought it. And my record for week three, 12 and four. I'm pretty fucking good. I mean, not as good as me, but I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, pretty good. <laughs> pretty fucking good. Well, we both went undefeated. We both went 16-0 in week two, one and two. So you, right. do, you do have a one-game lead on me. Yep. I'm just saying, maybe the curse of the TNC boys isn't real. Maybe we're almost there. Because you know what else happened? Dallas drugged their fucking huge American sack all over the fucking Eagles. Fuck Philadelphia and that entire scumbag town. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe backwards hat Dan Quinn is is a uh, you know he's 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 home. You know he's back doing what got him to the dance. You know he's back being a defensive coordinator, and it turns out that uh, maybe Dan Quinn is actually good at being a defensive coordinator, just not great at being a head coach. Good. Maybe, maybe. I'm just saying, a sweet, sweet victory because a jelly bean, you're getting tossed under the bus. Yeah, do we have a tendency to overreact to Cowboys wins? And Yeah. You're the one that said, Woo, Super Bowl's back on, Cowboys. Hee-wee, brother. So, jelly bean, you're on thin ice. Don't fucking, do not tempt me. I'm, do not push me. I'm close to the edge. <laughs> Uh, question for you. Is Tony Pollard better than Zeke? Yes. And I think Zeke heard that because he was playing well too. Just that Tony Pollard's faster and cares more. He wants to get hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I would say uh, I would say 100% that Tony Pollard is better than uh, than Zeke, especially if you factor in uh, the monetary comp- uh, compensation for both of them yes. and the, the output and production of both of them. Uh, I think you can easily say that uh, Tony Pollard is better in that scenario. He's just like, like I guess, and shout out PP for uh, shitting all over me uh, <laughs> whenever I go into analysis on uh, uh, players in the NFL because he says that uh, I'm terrible at that. So shout out Pat. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Appreciate really all my appreciate haters. It. Um, Haters but are yeah. our motivators. <laughs> but, like, Tony Pollard is, like, so much more explosive and agile, and he's got, like, bursts of speed. He hits, he hits, if there's a hole, he's hitting it at full speed. Whereas, I know, I know there's different running styles, and Zeke is trying to, like, look and see what's going on. But if you're looking 13 yards downfield and you get tackled two yards behind the line, that's not a good run. Look out for the guy that's already hitting you. 
Yeah, and like I, I noticed a little bit like with watching Zeke, like he he obviously is not as explosive as he, as he used to be. He's not as he's not quite as fast as he used to be, like top end speed, and just. He's still really fast, and I think he's still really good in comparison to very, a lot of running backs. Very, very powerful. Yeah, I just noticed that like it, like when he takes the handoff in the backfield, it takes him until he gets like past the line of scrimmage before he's like really Running. hitting his full, you know, hitting his full stride, hitting his full speed. Where like Tony Pollard can like start and stop on a dime and, and just I scream. Think, I think it's very. I think they complement each other very well. Yeah. And, and you know, hot take. Dallas is pretty fuck good. Uh, Mika Parsons is a fucking beast. And and I would say, um, you know, their their first three games, they played uh, the Bucks, the Chargers, and then the Eagles. I mean, three good you know, teams. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl defending champion, uh, the Bucks, and then the Chargers beat the Chiefs, so I mean, if, if as so Skip fact, Bayless would say uh, the Cowboys are better than the Chiefs so, mm-hmm. we have and that and Skip doesn't lie <laughs> Ever, he's not he's, <laughs> he's a known truth teller known truth teller I also uh, just wanted to get a, a dig in here real quick to say that um, my three losers were all uh, close games within a score, so the Packers beat the Niners by two which we did um, we did discuss that uh, we were both kind of on the 49ers. I just went down the road that Aaron Rodgers was going to be pissed off. I will I will say even though I did pick that game uh, to say that the Niners were going to win when they scored and were celebrating and everybody was going bananas and there was 37 seconds yeah, on the clock. I was knew. like, that's too much. You knew there was you knew there was pain coming. <laughs> I was like, the Packers are going to win this game. Uh, and actually, shout out. Uh, Shout out uh, LeBron James. Uh, he actually uh, placed a little wager saying that the Packers were going to win. A known 49ers fan <laughs> yeah. giving up on his team. Classic. Um, classic classic Jim. But he was right. <laughs> there was just 37 seconds. I guess it's just too much time on the clock. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot gift Aaron Rodgers. Basically, if there is any amount of time left, I assume Aaron Rodgers is going to win. I don't care if there's 11 seconds and they have 90 yards. That's two Hail Marys. He'll just do it. But uh, I think one game we should get credit for, um, we both took the Vikings over the Seahawks. I think that was pretty impressive. Kirk Cousins is doing well. And everybody, every time, every time, uh, I don't know, it seems like somebody talks about Kirk Cousins, like the, the Vikings fans will toss out the statistics of like passer rating and stuff like that and how... Kirk Cousins has like quietly been like a top five, a top tier, yeah. In regards to that, and yeah, don't get me wrong, like he's he is good, like he has been very good this year. He's just he's a very tepid player. He does not have the highs. He does not have the lows. He has seven yard out routes, and that's it. But yeah, that's what it he's is. Cons- He's conservative, you know. He's not going to uh, scramble out and, uh, you know, get hit and lose the ball. He's not exactly a, a, a very mobile quarterback. Um, he's not going to force a lot of things, but at times where you might need him to be more aggressive and make those big throws and, and force the ball into certain situations to win the game, um, doesn't always happen. 
I think but, you might have you might have psyoped me because when I think of Kirk Cousins, I think of Pizza Ranch, and I am absolutely craving Pizza Ranch right now. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Pizza Ranch. Uh, the entire time I was saying that, too. <laughs> I, think, I think you've you've single-handedly just been like, I hear Kirk Cousins, I think Pizza Ranch, I think of cheesy bread dipped in marinara sauce, and I get a little horned. And a bunch of chicken fingers. It's like oh. maybe a thousand of them. <laughs> oh. Go ahead and pause right here. I'm going to bust. <laughs> but... I'm going to have to take, uh, take, uh, take uh, my oldest back to pizza ranch when i get back because i got a little arcade there he's a big fan okay, like you're definitely not hitting that arcade a little bit too nope definitely don't even <laughs> don't even don't even pretend uh another thing i noticed during the old cowboys slaughter of the eagles did you watch the uh peyton and eli manning simulcast so i was gonna switch over to espn too and watch a little bit of it but i then i just didn't i guess but I you, did uh, see some of the things that happened after the fact. <laughs> you are missing out so much. It is so much better than normal broadcast. It's really, it's absolutely incredible. First of all, Peyton and Eli are fucking hilarious, which is very weird. Eli is actually might be funnier than Peyton, and Peyton's pretty funny. I mean, Peyton's hosted Saturday Night Live. He's kind of known for being, you know, a little more dry. Eli's hilarious. Um, they have really good guests. Like this last week, uh, it was LeBron James, Nick Saban, uh, friend of friend of mine, Christopher Long, which come mm. on the podcast, please, Christopher Long. And they had one more guest, and I can't remember it. But, like, it was awesome. They're hilarious. They get people to actually, like, talk. Like, you'd think you'd be a lot more buttoned up, but they're so free, and they're kind of... Also, you might have seen Eli... Fucking gave the double birds on live TV. <laughs> just just straight so, up. So did they like get in trouble for that? Because they said they were taking a hiatus and they weren't gonna come back to like no, week six they or were, seven? They week seven. So they were only they're only like contracted for like I think seven games. Like oh. maybe it was ten games, but they're only contracted for a few games. I I don't want it to leave. I want it to be the only one I listen to. Can you flip off the camera on live national broadcast? Um, as Eli Manning found out, no, you cannot. Because he, he did it, and uh, it was Chris Long and Peyton Manning were just like, ooh. <laughs> and he was like, what? No, I, he's like, they'll just blur it out. And they're like, Eli, this is literally live. And he was like, ah, <laughs> damn it. And then they cut to a commercial, and they came back, and Eli, like, you could tell someone got in Eli's ear and was like, don't fucking do that, dude. Because <laughs> he came back and he was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm sorry." <laughs> he did. The, he did the. He's like, "I guess we're not supposed to do that." It was literally the apology of someone who was like, "Go ahead, find me. I'll pay the fine." <laughs> what is it? Ten grand? Yeah, there it is. There, it's hilarious. It's so good. They got um, they got LeBron James was on there. They got him to like actually like talk, not like a corporate robot. Uh, turns out in 2011, when the NBA had their lockout, our our crypt keeper Jerry Jones and Pete Carroll both fully offered LeBron James a contract <laughs> to play football. Really? Yeah. 
And LeBron was like, he's like, yeah, they just literally offered me a contract to play football. They, he was like, Jerry, he's like, I would have been like a Gronkowski type red zone threat. Uh, and he was like, I still have both the, cause they, they sent me jerseys. And he's like, I still have both the jerseys. It was like, hell yeah. That's what I like to see. I, cause uh, I know LeBron has been, um, to Cowboy Stadium quite a bit. Like he claims, he has claimed to be like a Cowboys fan. He's a fan, but of, then he's also like a fan of other teams. He's a fan he's like of one the of Browns. those guys. Yeah, he's he's a fan of everyone. He'll, I, it does not matter what LeBron says. I think the Cowboys are like his actual team, though. But I think for like branding purposes, he's got to say like, "Oh, I like the Cleveland Browns and shit like that." Mm. Oh God, mm. LeBron James with Tony Romo. Oh. Oh, that would have been cool. I I don't know. All that I think about in my mind is like the uh, like the montages of LeBron flopping uh, uncontrollably. So I don't know if what you're gonna want to like, look up because you're not wrong. LeBron James was also the number one rated. He played football. He was the number one yeah. recruit in Ohio as a sophomore, as a receiver. Also, there's a little known YouTube clip of LeBron and Kevin Durant playing uh, flag football at, like, the University of Texas. LeBron's fucking terrifying. <laughs> he's so much bigger and faster, and he's you can tell he's got, like, that Randy Moss-type, like, ball hawk. Like, because there's, like, one where he, like, tips the ball to himself and runs for, like, 70 yards, like, on an interception. So if you're, if you're bored and you think LeBron would probably be trash at football, just watch that. And realize that, yeah, he probably is not like he doesn't. He doesn't want to get hit, but he would have been fucking unstoppable. Hmm. And I'll, I'll get off LeBron's nuts now. <laughs> but like uh, Peyton and Eli had Nick Saban, the basically the Bill Belichick of college football, and they actually got him to joke around, which is terrifying. That was like watching uh, your grandfather eat a taco. It's just unnatural. <laughs> So, uh, week seven, do me a favor. Put it on your calendars. Put it on your calendars. Watch the Monday Night Football game with Peyton and Eli. Watch that over whatever. I don't even know who they have in the booth anymore. Mm. Uh, Lewis Riddick? That sounds right. And two other people that I don't know or care about. Sorry. Peyton and Eli, do it. Do it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I somebody was trying to tell me that like the there wasn't as much focus on the game, but maybe they uh, there is focus on. I mean, they're not doing each play play by play play by play, but they're I would say at least seventy percent of the plays they're on, and okay. you're at, and Peyton and Eli are fucking nuts. I mean, Peyton's a football robot. Like he's pointing out coverages and shit like that. He's basically a better version of Tony Romo. And it's it's just fun to watch because he's like, oh, yep, they're going to do this. And then they do the, do it. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> so, he's, yes. just proven, he's just proven that uh, like if you're an elite-level elite quarterback that's supposed to make those reads and look at the defense and all that stuff, that Tony Romo isn't all that special. Yeah. Because other quarterbacks could probably do that too. Cause Especially even, like one of the greatest of all times Even probably do that. Even – even Dunce boy Eli Manning was pointing on coverages like a, like instantly, 
It's like, ooh, everyone makes fun of you because you're dumb, but you're actually really good. So, yeah, no, strongly recommend. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to... I'll definitely, since you have given it an endorsement, um, I'll have to check that out. Uh, do you want to run through... I'm not sure what time we're at for time. Do you want to run through... Uh, Oh, never mind. I do know what we're at for time. Huh, there's a clock on Riverside. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Riverside. Look at, look at us. You want to run through uh, week four games? Yeah, I was thinking, uh, yeah, I think we pretty much covered a majority of the stuff that we wanted to. We could uh, run through picks and then wrap up. Hell yeah, brother. I, I'm going to go 16 now. Okay. Um, tomorrow, Thursday night game. Um, we got the Jaguars at the Bengals. Ooh. So we have a, we have a stink bowl. I'm going to take the Bengals. Yeah. Jaguars are 0-3. Um, Urban Meyer is on the verge of faking some sort of illness, as we mentioned uh, prior, and uh, taking the USC job at any moment, I think. Um, uh, I'm going to take the Bengals here as well. I was going to say, you kind of, you, that sigh, you were thinking about the Jaguars. But no. I mean, they got to get a win at some point. But I honestly, I can't think of a lot of, like, the defensive players on the Jaguars. Because, like, the way to beat the Bengals is to, I mean, get, I guess, get, with with get, most any game, any, <laughs> any, any be defense against an team. offense. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. But, like, uh, obviously the Bengals' offensive line isn't top tier. So if you can hit hit Joe Burrow and you know just pressure him constantly, you're you know you have a really good chance of winning the game. But uh, I can't think of any of the Jaguars' defensive players off the top of my head right now. And so. uh, shout out Jamar Chase for absolutely deking everyone during preseason, being like saying he couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, I can't catch the ball. Turns out he can really catch the ball. <laughs> he, I, I enjoy that. That's 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 ten thousand IQ galaxy brain. Okay, so we're both on the Bengals. Both on the Bengals. Um, so the twelve o'clock slate of games, uh, we got the Titans at the Jets. The zero well, three Jets. I'm gonna take the Titans pretty heavily. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Titans too. I don't think that that's really even up for discussion necessarily. Zach, Zach Wilson will throw at least two interceptions. But Corey Davis revenge game. Ooh, I'm not worried. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, on, I'm on the I'm on the Titans too. Uh, wow, that made me drop almost one percent confidence to ninety nine percent confident. Um, the next game we got the Chiefs at Philadelphia. Ooh, I'm gonna take the Chiefs in a in a we just lost a game revenge game. Patrick Mahomes probably won't throw in a couple bunch of interceptions. Is Andy Reid all right? They said like he went to like the hospital with an illness. I don't know if it was just like a like a minor heart attack, maybe some acid reflux. Like I'm joking, but I do hope that he's okay. Oh, yeah. I love Andy. Reid. I know him personally. Yes. you had that dream about him that one time. <laughs> I was gonna be look at you remember that. I, I, I can remember. Here. Yeah, I have. A, I think good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm assuming Andy Reid probably had like seven too many cheeseburgers before the game. Like, he was just like, oh, don't feel good. Also, Patrick Mahomes threw interceptions. That's not normal. But I think from everything I've read, he's okay. Okay. Uh, um, Chiefs, so we'll... Chiefs also signed Josh Gordon. Noted troublemaker. Oh, yeah. God damn, I wish I wasn't yelling. 
Oh, you're fine. Um, I, I always am looking for Josh Gordon to have a comeback story like Darren Waller, <laughs> like that sort of thing. You know, like obviously had some issues with some substances, some some certain things, and then like you know comes back and you know is obviously very talented and then has success. But Josh Gordon just. Yeah, just keeps don't. happening and then just nothing. But hopefully he can come in and because uh, like they just brought him in on the practice, practice squad, right? Squad, so yeah. he's. But uh, obviously they're the intentions to are to bring elevate him, up. him. Yeah, right. Okay, so we're both on the Chiefs. Um, next game we got the Panthers at the Cowboys, Ooh. and I will say so. I didn't have so I was looking at the Panthers schedule because I think. I looked at some statistics. Granted, this is just through week three, but I think the Panthers have the best pass defense and the best rush defense so far through three games. I'm pretty sure. Wow, that's terrifying. But they also uh, played some scrub teams yeah. too. So you know what? There's that. I'm gonna stick with my my six shooters. I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys on this one. Ah, I feel it in my plums. The Panthers are gonna win though, but I'm gonna just go with the Cowboys. Good, think, te- good teams win the games they're supposed to. Well, Christian McCaffrey's banged up. Yeah, stop me if you heard that before. Um, <laughs> and then I just don't think Sam Darnold can go, you know, pass for pass, touchdown for touchdown against the Cowboys offense. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. Smart, smart. Uh, next game, we got the 0-3 Giants at the 2-1 Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. I think the Giants are really, really bad. And they are also really, really hurt, which is no bueno. Yeah, Saquon's banged up a little bit. Um, but he can't, like he was out but then came back in week in the Week 3 game, I think. So he's not, uh, obviously tr- not like too hurt. Ooh. I am buying some Saquon Barkley shoes, though. They're very big fire. Oh, yeah. They're very big fire. You're not the first person. I think we talk, might talk about this on uh, previous cast, but somebody was telling me about that too. Heat. Um, but yeah, I think we're both on the Saints on this one. Jameis yeah. probably go off. Five yeah. and five. Mark, and five. <laughs> mark this one as your uh, Sean Payton gets a little weird with Taysom Hill game, which he tries <sighs> to do on every one of the games. But this is, I mean, this has got this has got that written all over it. The Mormon, the Mormon megalodon coming out. Just that I, I hate that you said that because it's all I can think about now. There's going to be some gadget plays. This will be that game where he runs for a touchdown, catches a touchdown pass, and throws a touchdown it, against the, look, the, the defenseless Giants. I think, yeah. I, I think Jameis is going to go up. They'll put up some numbers. Maybe uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, returns back to gassing everyone for 300 yards and a couple tutters and then at that point I mean we're, that at that point we're still in the first quarter and then <laughs> Sean Payton just hands the reins to Taysom Hill and he starts doing a bunch of weird shit go earn your 30 million dollars boy um okay so so Both far we're all we're all, we're all on the same um we got the Browns at Minnesota I'm going to go with the Browns. Their defense looks fucking terrifying. Their run game, too. Yeah. With Kareem Hunt and Chubb. They, chunt. They, I'm a, I'm they a huge have, fan of the Chunt. I think they're top, like, over 
three games, I think they're top three in run defense, and then they probably have like one of the best running offenses. Odell's for, back, you know, yeah, and yeah, Odell had a decent game coming back week three, so he's looking to build on that. Ah, uh, god damn, I, a, this one could be tough. This yeah, will be a this close one, game, this I one, yeah, I feel like this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I don't think the Vikings are that bad. I just don't think they're on the level of the Browns, which is so weird to say. What what division are the Browns in? Is that AFC North? AFC North with the So it's AFC North versus the NFC North matchup. Oh. I want to pick the Vikings here. <laughs> I know I I want to pick the Vikings, but I'm I in order to go 16 to 0, I'm going to go with who I my gut my gut's telling me not to not to deviate from the plan. Go with the Browns. Uh, I gotta go with the Browns too. I yeah, I want to I, I want to pick the Vikings because I think that they can do it. But at the same time, watching Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just run all over everyone, <laughs> I just can't I can't pick against that. Like I my the equalizer is. I like Baker Mayfield, but I I think that he could get forced into making mistakes, and I definitely think Kirk Cousins is is a better quarterback. Obviously, um, in my own opinion, my own humble opinion. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go on the Browns, Browns. on yep. this one. I was gonna get some separation to try to get another game on. See, you, I'm, but... that's what every game you say. I'm like waiting for that like hot take where I think, but I just I see the Vikings losing this game. But and honestly, strat strategy for myself would be to pick every single game the same as you because then you could never win. <laughs> but I wouldn't me, do that. You beat me by one <laughs> at the end of a six seventeen week season, and I just quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're 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 all on the we're all on the same through those. We're, we're on the Browns there. Um, we got the Lions versus the Bears. I'm gonna go Lions. I was also going to go Lions myself. God I think God. that uh, they should have beat they should have beat the Ravens. Yeah, and everybody's going to say like you know like everybody's on the the sixty six yard field goal by Tucker, but there should have been a delay a game on that fourth yep. and nineteen. I think and so Ho- Hollywood Brown dropped at least two wide open touchdowns. Yeah, he dropped everything. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, was bad. That was a piss poor performance. By that him. that field goal was fucking hilarious, though, because I was watching it with Cam. Shout out Cam. He's a Lions fan, but he went Ooh. against he went against his his team and bet Baltimore plus eight or minus eight. So he was like, he's like, I'm cheering for the Ravens to win by eight, and it was looking good. And then the Lions go up, and then Justin Tucker nails that sixty six. And Cam at this point's like. Why do I do this to myself? And then he's like, the Lions are going to win. He's like, I could have bet on them, could have made a bunch of money. Justin Tucker nails a 66-yarder. And just, I just was openly laughing in his face. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough for, I mean, the Lions played them real, real tough and had the game. And, yeah, some people say the refs, uh, fucked him there and then uh, obviously Justin Tucker kicking a 66 yard field goal that you probably wouldn't uh, assume would happen Um, but yeah I think that the Lions are embarrassed and pissed off and which 
the, the embarrassed part. The, the embarrassed part. I mean, one would assume uh, <laughs> you're a lion. Um, but I think with Dan Campbell, it's they're probably they probably ran suicides after that. Also, um, Dan Campbell, frighteningly jacked. Yeah, he's a he's scary dude. Yeah, he's a fucking <laughs> unit. Yeah, he might suit up uh, for this game. I I might support him. He probably could get you at least six tackles from the outside linebacker position. I also I think Khalil Mack is hurt. Um, the Bears do not have an offensive line, so Justin Fields is running for his fucking life. Yeah, I think I think I, the stat I saw was like the average quarterback has like two point seven seconds before pressure, and Justin Fields has point nine. Like, yeah, he got sacked nine times. Yeah, that's that's bad. It was a um I don't I don't think it was a um a, a league record, but it was a Cleveland Browns uh franchise record. Yeah. Like most Well Miles uh, Miles Garrett is a legitimate freak. I'm terrified yeah. of him. Yeah, he did very well. Uh I think yeah, he had four Justin, and a half sacks. There was also a, a freezing cold take uh, like a tweet by Justin Fields that said, um, "The game's actually not that fast. I think I'll I'll figure it out. You know, a lot sooner than everybody thinks." <laughs> mm. the, the test determined that was a lie. Miles <laughs> Garrett said, "Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. I, I'm so much bigger and stronger and faster than you." There was a couple plays. Uh, there was the one play where Justin, uh, not, not not Justin Fields, uh, Miles Garrett literally looks like he bends space-time, like just by the way he moves his body because he's so big and he's so fast. That literally within uh, the one second that it plays, like he goes from the left side of the uh, left left guard to the right side, and it literally looks like a glitch. It's terrifying. Yeah, I don't, I don't bet against that. So. Yep. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Lions is an easy pick here, I believe. Um, next uh, game, we got the Texans at the Bills. Bills, <laughs> Bills are a wagon. The Bills, the Bills, the Bills, yeah, the Bills, the Bills murdered Miami. Yeah, the. I think everybody kind of got on Josh Allen for, you know, not performing, and then last week he showed that he is very good still. And the Bills altogether. Shout out my boy Bees. Hasn't He's got COVID yet. Did his, COVID yet. Did, did his own research. <laughs> he, um, he, he's been crushing it. I actually have him on uh, one of my fantasy teams, and uh, he's been doing very well. So Nailed it. Shout out, Bees. Um, next game, we got Colts at Dolphins. Colts. Easy. Ooh. Yeah, I got to go Colts. I got to go. I think Quentin Nelson's out. Colts defense is actually pretty good, though. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dolphins here. Yeah, I can I think just just I think just to a, give you one. Just this is to a give to, you one, but this I, is a toss. But up. you got you can't forget the Colts are zero three. Um, so they, they they've had some rough goes of it. Uh, Carson Wentz is playing on two sprained ankles. I'm assuming Carson Wentz is somewhere in an iron lung right now. They're not letting him touch the ground. They're just pumping in air. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll separate there. You'll take the Colts. I'll take the Dolphins. Um, next game, we got the Washington football team at Atlanta. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to take Washington. 
All right. All I right. think the I think the You're, football team can win. You're going to put a lot of faith in uh, Taylor Heineke? If he can get in the proximity of Scary Terry, yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Chase Young. And I like Montez Sweat, and I like Chase Young. Montez Sweat. Their defense is good. Montrez Harrell slash Sweat. <laughs> but, okay. all right, so all right, we're separating a little bit here. All right, yep. Uh, I'm on the football team, and you are on the Falcons. Uh, next team, we got a uh, NFC West matchup of the one and two Seahawks against the two and one 49ers. Ooh, this is a rivalry game. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my uh, my backup team from last year. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. I feel like this is. I mean, obviously, it's a divisional game, so it's big. And Russ and Pete are probably pissed off, and they really want to win. Um, not any different than any other game, necessarily. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go 49ers. Yeah, uh, that's if you were going if you were going to go with Seahawks, I was going to take the 49ers. 49ers do look good. Like, well, they played Green Bay tough. They yeah, just like, left 37 seconds on the clock to last year's MVP. So, I mean, oops. Whoops a daisy. And I think I think that might have been the game that got Aaron Rodgers back into the swing of things. I think that that might have been the downfall for a lot of teams. Aaron Rodgers is like, fuck it, we'll just win. The one thing though that now that I say that is literally all the Packers did was it wasn't I mean obviously it, wasn't, it was the full team it was the whole team against the Niners, but it was pretty much Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, Adams yeah. and the Niners couldn't stop it. So that, you know, Lockett and DK Metcalf, if they can't shut those guys down, it could be a tough game. Here's an but, idea. Put DK Metcalf on uh, Adams. Hmm? <laughs> hmm? Maybe, maybe that's how we <laughs> When they play, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're on the Seahawks, I'm on the Niners. Um, next game which is also an NFC West matchup, is the Cardinals versus the Rams. Ooh. Battle of two 3-0 and undefeated teams. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my boys. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I knew you were going to do that, but I do believe the Cardinals. Once again, she had hopped down there somewhere. <laughs> Man, I'm a believer in Matt Stafford uh, in oh, L.A. I, he, looks, just, he looks incredible. He's doing well. He's enjoying himself. Uh, did you see the um, the pass protection block by Sony Michelle when he just completely assholed the guy out of the air? No, but I'll, I'll have to look. find the. I'll have to fi- yeah, look it up or I'll find I'll find it sent to you. It was amazing, and I was like, "Wait, Sony Michelle? Sure, yeah, he, he's playing. He's playing way too hard. Like, yeah. why, why is he trying down. so hard? It's like, did you get paid just for that play? That's that's incredible. I. This, that's going to be a good game. I'm excited for that game. That's yeah, it should be a very good. Game. I mean, obviously, uh, three weeks in, two undefeated teams, divisional game. I mean, the Cardinals are good; they're looking good. Kyler Murray's doing very well, and then the Rams, Sean McVay's Sean McVay's offense with a serviceable, a more than serviceable quarterback. Turns out, it's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a cool game. Uh, I did I did cool see someone tweeted uh, a nickname for Matthew Stafford, which made me laugh. They called him Matthew Stat uh, Stat Padford because they mm-hmm. claim that he was just all he does is pad his stats, 
which made me laugh, but he is a very good quarterback. Yeah. Yep. He is good. Also have him on my uh, one of my fantasy teams. So. That's, that's a good pick. That's a good pickup. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right. Another one of the 3 o'clock slates. We got the 1-2 and two Steelers at the 2-1 and one Packers. I'm going to take the Packers. I'm also going to take the Packers. Um, Big Ben's Big Ben probably hurt. I'm assuming. Just wild guess. Uh, yeah. He looks really bad. Juju. I thought Juju was overrated way before he was overrated because he played at USC. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams looked really good. Yeah, and they and like Rodgers was saying, like their one loss. He's like, that's an anomaly. He's like, that's not going to happen again. So. Terrifying. Yes, I, I believe him. Yeah, so ter- terrifying. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Packers there too. Um, next game, uh, AFC matchup. We got the two and one Ravens against the three and zero Denver Broncos. I'm gonna take the Broncos. I don't think the Ravens look that good. I feel like yeah. I feel like Teddy if two the gloves. Lions could if the Lions could play them that tough that the that the Broncos would actually be able to put up more points. So I'm going to be on the Broncos also. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, And then we got our Sunday night matchup. Brady goes home. The Buccaneers at the Patriots. The Buccaneers are going to win this game by 35 points minimum, I'm saying. There's no way Tom Brady. This might be Tom Brady's Super Bowl. Yeah, I think watching watching how the Saints played against the Patriots, I feel like yeah, yeah, Tom Brady revenge game. Um, it, and I hate to bet against Belichick, but the Belichick that I know always had Brady, and now that he doesn't, it's like a different thing. Uh, and- I mean. I'm still Mac, like one of the greatest coaches of all times. Yeah, Mac ten. Mac ten doesn't look terrible. It doesn't matter. Tampa Bay's defense is going to eat him alive. I've got I've got this one in a blowout. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're both on the Bucks, and then uh, Monday night game, the last game of nope. Week Four. No Peyton and Eli. No Peyton and Eli. Um, we got the three and and0 Raiders against the two and one. Chargers. That is the AFC West. It's not. Yeah, yeah. AFC West, right? Yeah. I, I believe I cleared this up last time. If you're going to say Raiders, please say it right. The Raiders. The Raiders. I'm going to take the yeah. Raiders in this one. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr slowly figured out how to be a quarterback. Um, <laughs> so also. There's a little spot in my heart for tiny little white uh, slot receivers. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, little little nerd. He's crushing it. Like, he cru- he crushed at Clemson too. That's like he was unbelievable at Clemson. It's like because you see, if you see him, you're like that's an accountant and who has been sitting behind a computer for at least five years, and he just fucking make, gets it done. Yeah. Uh, I, man, this is gonna be this is a tough one. I think it's gonna be a shootout. Herbert, but Herberts and Gerberts. I mean, they just beat the Chiefs. 
he can huck he can huck a fucking football. Their offense is really good. Their defense is pretty stout. I still got the Raiders. I'm gonna go with the Raiders as well. I just what's uh what's the uh, Raiders like Wall Waylon Waller is it Wall- Darren Waller Darren Waller I did I did not know his story until yeah. they kind of kept talking about it. So I was like, all right, I'll look it up. Holy shit. That kind of blows my mind. That boy loves yeah, cocaine. Was, <laughs> yeah, because he was, um, he got drafted by the Ravens, right? And something, they let him go. Something like that. With like a lot of substance abuse issues. Like a yeah. lot, a lot. Possibly yeah. even in, I assumed cocaine. I think the more and more I read it, it might have been hair on. Like that, that boy was riding the fucking golden pony. Yeah, and th- well, that's why. Like I was touching on that earlier. Um, I'm waiting. I was waiting for Josh Gordon to have like his feel good story like that because obviously Darren Waller was in some shit and he fucking figured it out. You and know, it's now straight edge, like sober. You know, and he's like, good and very, very, yeah, very, very good. So yeah, him and uh, him and little Renfro out there just ripping it up. Yeah, it's hard to bet against the Raiders. It's <laughs> it's it's weird to say because the Raiders have been kind of trash for so long, and then like John Gruden's still trying to, you know, put together a team and play football like it's two thousand and one. Yeah. So like, what um, if we just ran for two yards every time? It's like, well, it doesn't get you a first down. He's like, don't care. Math's for nerds. It's like that that <laughs> like, that's that's very simple math. Okay. Yeah. But, so we're on the Raiders. Uh, all right. Well, I can't wait to check that. Go sixteen and zero. Beat you. Take the lead. This yeah. time I won't do it ten minutes before we record and write it on a bill from a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a problem. <laughs> I'm actually, I honestly before like precast when you told me that you did that, I was so proud of you because I was wanting to do that too, and then I uh, got busy slash lazy and didn't do it. So, I think. Uh, I think uh, everybody should join us by uh, giving Tyler a round of applause for doing that. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, that's no big deal. You know, some of us are taking it serious. Cody tried not to record tonight, but I forced him. <laughs> <laughs> I had I can... a little headache. I also forgot to take uh, Excedrin. I might kind of just forgot about my headache once I saw your 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 smiling, glowing face. So. You're a remedy. You're an elixir. You cured me. I'm putting that on applications. Uh, I've been described as a remedy, an elixir, a maker of love. Some people call me Maurice. Wow. Uh, but yeah. that's, that wraps it up for me. I mean, sick, sick Steve Miller band reference there. <laughs> you like that? I'm glad you fit that in at the end. Thank God. I told you, I, I said precast. I'm going to do more copyright offensible things. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Well, yeah, I think that wraps us up for uh, episode seventy-five. Hell yeah, brother! Uh, I don't have another catchphrase because I keep forgetting to make one up. But I just want to say, hey Garrett, quit being a dick. I love you. XOXO. See you Bye-bye. guys. Bye bye.